Thank you, Pastor Reagan. You may be seated. I know a lot of people mispronounce uh, pastor's name. They they add they add uh, an S to the end, right? And so I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't even going there, but uh, anyway, I just re- I, I remember. I want the, the musicians may have to help us. Um, so sorry, you're going to have to make another trip. But um, I was thinking, uh, I think I want my, if you have the time tonight, you know, I'm a, you made it to, to church, you might as well have a good time. If you're already thinking about going home, well, then your heart's not here. We got to worship a little more. Praise God. But you made it to church. You, you got yourself ready. And if you've been in this world like I have today, You just can't wait to get in God's presence. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There's peace in the house of God. There's there's liberty in the house of God. And I love to be with God's people. But I think I'm going to have my kids sing first. I'll play the piano. And then that'll give enough time for my wife to get with these great musicians and give them the song that she's going to sing. And they can put it in their own song app or whatever they do. What I remember, I was my son's age. You kids can come up here. Um, I remember I was about Jack's age, a little bit older. Jack's five years old. And uh, Aubrey is seven. She'll turn eight next month. Chloe's 10. And going on 15. (laughs) And then Summer is three. And where'd she disappear to? Okay, she's asleep. She sang last night. She's into the singing. So anyway, um, but I was, I was about six years old, I think. And I remember, I, did you have a side room to that church? It was like a Sunday school room or fellowship hall or something. Seemed like, and dad bought me a train set. And I got my first electric train set. Seems like it was cold during that time. I can't remember that. But anyway, we... We set it up, dad set it up in the side room of that church in Aransas Pass, and uh, th- those were good times, memories that, that I won't forget. Of course, I can't tell you messages that my dad preached at that age, but I remember uh, brother and sister Riggin, pastor, being very kind to us, and as an evangelist kid, uh, we don't have any horror stories to tell as evangelists, but we remember those pastors that just opened up their home or took some extra time for us and we sure appreciate that you know what I have to preach as if I'm at home but I really have looked up to your pastor for so long he was mature when I was a youngin (laughs) and he has come to our home church when I was there I was there for 16 years pastor and sister Riggin came there and preached a if I recall a three-night revival right it was the beginning of one year maybe a few years ago and it was wonderful and it was deep and the Holy Ghost moved and we're so thankful and so we have looked up to uh, your pastor for a long time you know what's so awesome about your pastor and his wife is that they have been faithful they've been faithful to God they've been faithful they haven't changed over the years they haven't thrown away a bunch of doctrines of holiness to uh, gather a crowd, but God has added to the church uh, as he would 
over time and they've just remained the same and i thank god for faithful people thank god for faithful saints if we get past the mic around you could tell your story of how that god's been faithful to you and you've been faithful to god but uh, i'm just thankful that across this nation and yea even the world there are faithful people of god we're not the last bastion of people just hanging on and everybody else is lost but no there's a lot of people all across this world that love truth and love holiness and love the doctrine of the oneness of God and they want to be saved and uh, I'm thankful for the family of God now we're gonna get some mics here can they use these all right okay praise the Lord anybody feel like testifying I'm talking about these kids I don't want to open it up to the congregation because you know, only the pastor knows who's long-winded and not. <laughs> I'm just teasing. All right, halfway, halfway. Glory, hallelujah. Is there a trick to this? There we go. It was good to see pastor and brother. I forgot your name. Brother Jared Hilton, it was good to see him at Admin. Wonderful meeting for the ministry there. All right, can you hear that out there? All right.
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy of praise. You're wor Come on, let's worship him right now. Lift your hands. Oh, are you thankful? He went to the cross for you and I. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Cup your hands to the Lord again and worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. My wife's going to sing. Pastor, before I forget. Uh, Elder Greg salutes you, Brother Galen Greg. He went, he was fortunate enough to go along with Pastor to uh, Africa, and he absolutely loved it. He, he loved it, and uh, he sends his greetings. Elder Greg is uh, his youngest and most beautiful child is my wife. And so, uh, so did I say that right? Hopefully I did. And if they're listening tonight, I, I stand by that in Jesus' name. But um, anyway, Sister Wilson, I know I'm putting her on the spot, but since we may not be back for some time, why don't you testify and uh, to the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be here with you all in service. And I was thinking about this song I'm going to sing. It's called, Because of Who You Are, I Give You Glory. And when I stop and think about the mighty God we serve, and knowing that there is nothing too hard for the Lord, anything we need, He will supply. He's our provider. And if you're here tonight and you're facing, it seems like an impossible circumstance, there is a God who is able to deliver you from that situation. And he is a God who is on time. He may not be there or come through when we think he should, but he is there right on time. And I just want to worship the Lord in this song tonight. Worship with me. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Oh, Lord, I worship you because of who because of who you are, I give you glory. 
praise because of who you are I will lift my voice and say Lord I worship you because of who you are Lord I worship you because of who magnify you Jesus oh God you're awesome Lord you're wonderful God hallelujah oh let's worship him right now wait on him oh thank you Jesus I am so thankful God that you've given us the Holy Ghost oh God I worship you I praise you I magnify you Lord 
I love you, Jesus. You're awesome, God. You're holy. You're wonderful, Lord. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord, for Revival Church. Thank you for a Holy Ghost Church. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad you go to a church you can feel something? Hallelujah. Oh, I love you, Lord. I praise you, God. Hallelujah. I keep coming back to a message I'm going to preach tonight. John chapter 10. It's a straightforward and simple thought, and I found sometimes the most practical um, of preaching of my, my man of God has benefited me the most and uh, we're going to John chapter 10 praise the Lord I want to be a blessing to everybody that's here isn't it amazing how that if we'll open our hearts to God that uh, no matter what problem that we have that God can minister to our need in in a single service John chapter 10 and we're going to start in verse number Seven. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, I, verily, verily, hear, hear, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Verse number 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come, this is Jesus speaking, he said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. And for the next little while, I want to preach on the subject of abundant life. The abundant life. Praise God. Let's pray again. God, have your way here tonight. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you would give us liberty. God, liberty, Lord, to preach and liberty to receive the word. And oh, God, bind up every spirit of distraction, God, that would try to get our minds elsewhere. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, there are souls here that need a touch from heaven. And oh, God, I'm believing you, Lord, for the supernatural. Come on, let's believe together right now. Let's unite together. God, I believe somebody is going to receive their miracle. Somebody is going to receive their answer. Oh, you're a good God. You're a wonderful God. Oh, lift your hands and clap your hands. Lift your hands and, and shout unto God and worship him right now with liberty. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I praise you, God. I worship you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Something's breaking in this service. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 you may be seated I don't preach very long I only preach for my wife's probably tired of hearing this I say this from time to time but I only preach for 30 minutes at a time if you know my pastor he'd get us young guys if he heard we were preaching over a certain length of time but uh, sometimes my 30 minutes just get get kind of tacked on one to another they're just 30 minute increments so um, but anyway I'm just teasing 
the Bible says Jesus was speaking and he was giving us a contrast. He said, the thief, anybody know who the thief is? He's not locked up somewhere and I don't know if Olathe has its own jail or if it's the county jail or if it's a city jail, but we're not talking about that thief. We're talking about the thief, the, the enemy of our soul, the one that you and I fight every single day we wake up in the morning. That thief, he said, the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He's not just talking about our physical man, but ultimately he's talking about our spiritual man. Our end, if, if the enemy would have his way, would be to spend eternity in hell. It would be to be destroyed, not just destroyed maybe you know declaring bankruptcy or destroying our reason to live but if he could thwart our purpose that God has for us in life and if he could destroy our future and we end up in eternity that's what he wants to do but the thief came to steal and we could preach a lot about that and we're going to in just a little bit uh, just, uh, we don't have the time to, to go into all of it, but Jesus gave us a contrast. He said, the enemy came to steal some things from you, came to destroy your life. And I've never been encouraged by the devil or anything by the devil, anything the devil said. I never felt like doing something good for somebody because the devil encouraged me to do that. But he's negative. He's the liar. And I'm getting ahead of myself. But Jesus is not the opposite of the devil because that would mean that the devil had some level playing field. Jesus is the all superior, all, uh, all powerful God. And he said, look, here's the difference. I came to the earth that you might have life. And not just life, but you might have life more abundantly. I've heard it said when I was in the corporate world for about 15 years, you'd, you'd ask somebody, how you doing? And they'd say different things, different catchphrases that maybe you've heard. Some would say, another day, another dollar. You ever heard that before? Another day, another dollar. In other words, I'm just living life. I'm just going through the motions. But another thing that I would hear from time to time is, uh, well, I, I would hear that another day, another dollar. I'd hear all kinds of, of different responses. Sometimes they would say, I'd say, how you doing? One man, uh, one man would always say this, and I almost called him liar several times, but he'd say, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. Every time he came in, he was on his phone. He was on another conference call. He was all important, you know. He was too busy for a lot of people. He was living the dream. But uh, I can tell you, hey, he ain't living the dream. But we say, everybody say life. Life can, can, can zap us. Life can suck the life out of us, if I can say it that way. And people that say another day, another dollar are just living life. They're just, they're recognizing maybe that it's just, it's just life. It's just, you know, if we just go to work and we go home and we pay the bills and that's good to do it, we're going to be unfulfilled. We're going to be lifeless. We're going to just be living life. But Jesus didn't want us to just live life. Even after we came in the church and we received the Holy Ghost and he filled us with a 
new life. We are born again of water and of the spirit. It wasn't intended for us just to live life and come in and go through the motions and sit on a church pew. And somehow be, uh, I know it's right to be contented. And Paul talked about that. He said, whatever state I find myself in there with to be content. It's important that whatever stage, whatever season that we find ourselves in, we've got to be content in the will of God. But that doesn't mean that we're supposed to be content to the point uh, that we're just saying, uh, like a guy twirling his, his, his hat on his finger, I'm just living life. I'm just going to church. I'm just doing my thing. In other words, there's no passion, there's no zeal, there's no abundance. I'm telling you tonight, it's the will of God for every saint of God. Once you're filled with the Holy Ghost to get it over and over and over and over and over again, that when you wake up in the morning, whether you're in trouble or whether you're on the top of the mountain, you say, I've got abundant life. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I've got a reason to live. Oh, yes, uh, everybody around me at work or at school or at college uh, may just be saying uh, it's just another day, uh, but not for me. I've been purchased uh, by the blood of the Lamb. Uh, I've been buried uh, in water baptism. Uh, my sins uh, are not tagging uh, oh, on my back. Uh, hallelujah. They're washed away. I've got abundant life. Praise God. Jesus came to the disciples and he said in Matthew 16, if any man will come after me, let him deny, deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited? Or we could say woman or young person or child. What is a person profited? If he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Or what shall a man or person give in exchange for his soul? I'm preaching to you tonight about an abundant life. And there is nothing that is worth uh, uh, losing out over. There there's nothing in this world uh, that is worth uh, giving our salvation over. I am reminded of the story in John chapter 4. Jesus was there sitting at Jacob's well. And there was a woman he wasn't supposed to be talking to. He crossed the racial divide, if I could put it that way. He was talking with a Samaritan. Uh, they, they, they looked at them as a mixed breed. Somebody that was just uh, uh, somebody that was untouchable. Somebody, she recognized that. You're not supposed to be here. But Jesus knew he was going to pass that way that day. And he was talking with the woman. Don't have the time to tell you the whole story. But she recognized there's something special about this man. And he, he gave her a prophetic utterance. And in verse 14, he said, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life the woman saith unto him sir give me this water that I thirst not neither come hither to draw he was saying you know what you get water from this well and you probably do it every day but you're going to go home and you're going to need to come again and you're going to be thirsty but what he was really getting to is that inside of you lady ma'am whatever your name is you have been searching for something that was more than just temporal happiness and you've been looking for relationships with men after men after man after man 
man and it hasn't satisfied your soul and now you're you're with a man and you're not married to him he's saying you've been drinking from that well of water that is temporal that's natural that's in this world you've been drinking from the well that says if you just get married to that guy he's going to bring you happiness he's going to bring you abundant life and you've been looking here maybe maybe it's money maybe it's a better paycheck maybe it's a raise maybe it's being included in a group but he's saying if you keep drinking from that well you're going to thirst again but if you drink from the water that I can give you you will never thirst again it's living water it's everlasting life it's going to sustain you to eternity and I know that the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified but he was giving her a window of prophecy into the future if you hang around a little bit more and I believe if she was hungry enough there was a day maybe she gathered in the upper room I don't know maybe uh, the Bible doesn't tell us there were Samaritans uh, there but maybe later on when the Samaritans heard the gospel I don't know but if she was hungry I believe that that Samaritan woman by the well uh, said I thirst uh, I want something more uh, let me tell you it's the devil's business uh, to steal kill and destroy Jesus said uh, to Simon Peter Simon Simon uh, behold Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat uh, but I have prayed for thee uh, that my that thy faith fail not uh, I want to tell somebody here uh, that you're not here by happenstance uh, or by chance uh, you're not here by coincidence I'm telling you there's a pastor praying for you there's a pastor that's been praying for souls in this city there's a mother perhaps a father perhaps somebody that's Holy Ghost filled that's been praying for you I'm telling you I am a product of many prayers I am a product by the grace of God somebody prayed for me oh when you're in a trial when the devil trying to destroy you and I believe somebody here tonight uh, is feeling that way uh, you're feeling the attacks of the enemy uh, let me tell you Jesus told Simon Peter I prayed for you uh, that your faith fell not uh, somebody uh, is praying for you uh, the church uh, is praying for you uh, hallelujah you're not all alone Oh, the devil is a liar in John 8, 44. He'll tell us all kinds of lies. You've never, nobody ever has faced this, that this temptation or this trial that you have been facing. Nobody else has gone through this valley uh, uh, of death. Uh, nobody else has faced what you're facing. But let me tell you, the scripture tells us no temptation had taken us, but such as is common to man. Uh, there have been a lot of people that have felt the feelings and the emotions uh, just like you and I have feeling or perhaps have felt uh, the Bible says that Satan uh, is a liar Satan is the tempter in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3 Satan is an accuser of the brethren he likes to lead us down the the cemetery of our past sins he likes to point if we allow him to if we allow him to 
It's very easy. It can happen very quickly. He can take us down through the, the, the rows uh, of past failures and past sins uh, and begin to point them out to us. Uh, and if we're not careful and if we don't use the word of God uh, and if we're not prayed up and full of the Holy Ghost, uh, we'll give in to that uh, and we'll allow him to accuse us uh, to the point uh, that we could become convinced uh, that we just uh, are unworthy of the grace of God. Uh, Satan is a hinderer. First Thessalonians 2.18. I like to play basketball. Don't play so much any don't play much anymore, but I, I, I'm not very tall as you can tell. And so I have to use my quickness and maybe some of that's going too. But I, I, I remember that many times if you're playing with somebody that is not as fast as you, they will do something that is uh, not in the rules, but nevertheless they try to do it that is as you cross up or whatever and you're trying to get past them with your speed and and they they just grab your shirt does that ever happen to anybody here all right they just grab your shirt just a little yank yank just to get you slowed down a little bit and if they can catch up to you if they can uh if they can get to you and put some defense on you then maybe you ain't gonna make that shot and the devil is like that he is a hinderer as you're trying to walk as you're trying to to make heaven your home he will try to pull on you he will try to use things in life uh, to try to hinder you The devil is a murderer in John 8, 44, Romans 5. He is the deceiver. Devil doesn't show up with, with horns and, and, and a red cape and a pitchfork and say, here I am. I'm here to deceive you. But no, we, we have to be careful. We have to be watchful. We have to be uh, faithful in our church attendance. We have to we have to be growing in grace. We have to be aware that the devil's looking for a way to deceive me. Sometimes it's through friends that that think we think they're uh, they're right, but they're not in the word, and so we could be deceived. I don't have the time for everything here, but he is also an adversary. He's opposing us. First Peter five eight. He is also the wicked one, Satan is a wicked the wicked one satan is out to destroy us he's out to destroy our life he's out to make us miserable and he puts a enticement in front of us and he would like to convince somebody here tonight that there is a good life there is a good life how many times do people in this life we, we see them, and they're ascending the ladder of success, supposedly, the corporate ladder, or, uh, or the job promotion. And it's all right to get job promotions. That could be the blessings of God. But if that's what the desire is, that's what their life is all about, getting a bigger house, uh, you know, what would, if you ask somebody in the world, what's the good life? And they weren't religious. Many times they tell you, a really good job with a really nice house. And all the toys that I need. And health. And as much as I can get. And, and just doing things and traveling the world. That's what they would tell you the good life is. Satan would like to put that enticement in front of us. And say, this is the good life. But I'm telling you, that's just an enticement of the enemy. 
The only life worth living is a life uh, that is full of Jesus Christ. When we come to the point where we say, God, not my will uh, and my all, all my plans, all my life, uh, all the future that I think uh, that I want to do, I lay it down at an altar and I say, God, uh, I want you to direct my life. Praise God. I am preaching about the abundant life. The word life in the Bible is mentioned over 370 times. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 2 that the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, the breath of life. Man became a living soul. The Bible talks about life. I have many scriptures here, but I'm going to pass over some of it. The Bible says that the spirit quickeneth. That word quicken means to give life, to make alive. When we come down to an altar, and I believe as much as we can, it's right to give uh, the the doctrine of salvation. Acts 2.38, if you've never read it, in Acts chapter 2, Peter standing up with the 11, he began to preach to those people that were on the outside of the upper room. And he, he began to preach to them about Jesus Christ. They began to feel conviction. And when they felt conviction, they said, tell us what we need to do. And Peter said, said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins or the blotting out of sins the removal of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost praise God it's still the message that we preach today that they preached 2,000 years ago that was a fulfillment of John chapter 3 when Jesus was there standing with one of the chief rulers Nicodemus And Nicodemus uh, was giving him platitudes. uh, But Jesus saw the hunger uh, in Nicodemus' heart. uh, And he said, Nicodemus, let me just get to the point. Uh, You're not going to see the kingdom of God uh, unless you're born again of water and of the spirit. Uh, It still takes uh, repentance at an altar, uh, a turning away from our sin uh, and a turning to God. It still takes being born again of water uh, in the baptismal tank uh, all the way under in water uh, to be born again. And it still takes uh, the quickening uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, to be filled with the Holy Ghost uh, and speak in other tongues uh, as the Spirit gives them utterance. Uh, Oh, it still takes uh, the doctrine of salvation uh, to be saved. Uh, We're not going to whitewash it. Uh, We're not going to tell you you can shake a preacher's hand. Uh, We're not going to tell you uh, you can sign uh, a card uh, and join this church. Uh, You've still got to be born again uh, of water and other spirits. If you want to see the kingdom of God, clap your hands and worship God right now. Hallelujah. Feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's praise Him. Hallelujah. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the power of God. Oh, yes. You say that's a little confining. You say that's a, that's a little harsh. Oh, no. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Jesus said you've got to come through Jesus Christ the door. You can't come up another way. You can't be a thief and a robber. You can't jump the fence. You can't shortcut salvation. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You, you say, well, mama didn't teach me that. Or church down the road didn't teach me that. 
I know they're giving you a shortcut. Uh, they're telling you you can do another way. Uh, but oh, not for me. Uh, I'm not interested in standing before God uh, and saying, well, that guy said it. Uh, or mama told me. Uh, all I can do uh, is stand before the Lord with his word uh, and say the word told me uh, to repent. Uh, the word told me uh, to be born again of water and of the spirit. Uh, hallelujah. Oh, when we get filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, oh, let me back up for a second. This is not my notes. Uh, but every person that receives the Holy Ghost talks in tongues. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 7, uh, If you believe on me, uh, as the scripture has said, uh, out of his belly shall flow rivers uh, of living water. Uh, but this make he of the Spirit. Uh, oh, I'm telling you what. Uh, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you're going to receive uh, he that believeth uh, shall receive uh, the Holy Ghost. Uh, oh yes, uh, it still takes tongue talking uh, to get through the pearly gates. Uh, it still takes tongue talking uh, to make it to heaven. Oh hallelujah. Jesus came to give life. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9 he said when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, what will thou command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives. Don't ever say, God brought this on me. God may allow something to bring you to salvation. God may allow, God may be dealing with you. Uh, God may be, God, but don't blame God. Don't charge God. Don't tell God, God, you did this to me. No, no, no. Uh, Jesus Christ didn't come to destroy us. Uh, Jesus Christ is not waiting uh, with his big thumb ready to smash us out uh, uh, just as soon as he can. Uh, that's not the God that I serve. Yes, uh, he's a God of demands. Uh, yes, uh, He's a God that expects us to obey. But Jesus Christ said, I am not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. If you're here tonight and you know you need God and you've been looking for answers and you've been looking for a way out of just this rigmarole, just this daily life, this life that seems so fruitless, uh, this life uh, that has no satisfaction uh, I'm telling you what I'm giving you the answer tonight uh, there's an abundant life uh, in Jesus Christ I'm almost through here tonight praise God Galatians Paul writing to the church of Galatia he said I am crucified with Christ nevertheless not I nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Jesus Christ is our life. Our text that we read in the beginning is Jesus came to give us life but not just life but abundant life i got to thinking about that word abundant that word abundant means 
marked by great plenty, like a fair and abundant land. That word abundant means amply supplied. Hear me tonight. Abounding, an area that is abundant with bird life, for example. Abundant means to occur in abundance, ample, an abundant rainfall like this past winter season, and it's still raining uh, even during the summer here. The, the synonyms would be like plentiful, abundantly, and uh, uh, ample, and a plenty, bounteous, bountiful, comfortable. I like this one. Cornucopian. I want to have a cornucopian life. I want to have, I like this one, galore. That's another word for abundant, uh, uh, generous. Uh, and one of the only times other than being uh, liberal in our giving, giving uh, liberal, uh, plenteous, uh, plenty. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, a life uh, that is uh, dry, a life that is defeated, uh, a life that is depressed, uh, a life that is anemic, uh, a life that is fearful, uh, a life that is doubtful. Uh, a life that has no joy. Come on, hear me, somebody, right now. Uh, I'm not preaching uh, about a life, uh, oh, that has no satisfaction. Uh, oh, a life that is hopeless. Uh, that's an anemic life. Uh, that's not a life full of Jesus Christ, uh, full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, a life that has no abundance, uh, no miracles, uh, and no power. Uh, but I'm preaching uh, about a life in Jesus Christ uh, that has rivers uh, of living water uh, that we we cannot contain joy unspeakable and full of glory some of us need a renewing of the joy of the Holy Ghost tonight some of us here oh I'm telling you when the Holy Ghost I know pastor it's the first time I've ever been here but when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of us hallelujah we can't stay in our seat when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of us and we begin to think of all the blessings of God the wonderful abundance of God the goodness of God we say you know what oh God maybe the devil has taken some things from me Maybe the devil uh, has has uh, stolen my praise. Uh, Oh, I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. How long has it been uh, since you just had a Holy Ghost hoedown, uh, a Holy Ghost shout? Uh, I'm telling you, uh, it feels good uh, to get in the Holy Ghost uh, and just shout a little while. Uh, hallelujah. How long has it been uh, since you've had a renewing uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, until it was gushing, uh, oh, uncontained, uh, unrestrained, uh, full of God's presence. Uh, if it's been uh, a little while, uh, tonight could be your night. Uh, if it's been a little while, uh, tonight you could come and get a renewing again. Yes. Musicians come. Let's clap our hands. Oh, would you stand with me? Would you worship God? Would you lift your voice right now? If you've got the Holy Ghost, lift your voice. Stir up the gift of God within you. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I'm telling you, life can get us down. Life can bring us to low places. And we can be doing the right thing. I know I've been there before. And you question. And it's right probably to examine our heart. But I've been there before. And we examine our heart. And maybe you're not living in sin. 
Maybe you're not going to the places you shouldn't go. Maybe you're not hooked on drugs or alcohol. I don't know. But sometimes in life, we can just be going through seasons. And we have to stop and recognize, you know what I need? I need a renewing of the joy of the Holy Ghost. I need a renewing. It's not enough for mama to get it or daddy to get it. It's not enough for the minister to have it. It's not enough for somebody in my family to have it. But I need it for myself. I'm telling you, oh, if we're going to be the witness that God wants us to be, we got to be full of the Holy Ghost with a smile on our face and joy in our heart saying, I want you to come and experience a life that is more abundant praise God praise God in the name of Jesus uh, right now God uh, right now God uh, maybe somebody uh, oh is in the doldrums uh, maybe somebody here uh, is recognizing God that they need you uh, they have yet to be born again of water and of the spirit uh, oh God uh, I don't know Lord who you're talking to uh, but Jesus help us uh, help us help us I'm preaching about abundant life I don't want to be offensive, uh, but there's a whole lot of religions uh, in this area. There's a whole lot of religions in this world that they offer a social engagement. They offer us groups. They offer activities. And they're growing. Some of them are growing by the leaps and bounds. But that preacher is not going to stand in that pulpit and tell us, you got to stop sinning. You got to stop cheating on your wife if you're doing that. You got to stop uh, whatever, fill in the blank. That preacher's not doing that. Thank God for a church. Thank God for a revival church like this church. Thank God for a revival pastor like this pastor that will preach the word of God without fear or favor. Hallelujah. Because, he's, because oh, our God came to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, I'm reminded of the universal call in the Bible. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest oh is there anybody here I know we like to put on a facade I know we like to put on this how you doing I'm doing great I'm doing fine I know I know I know I know and we're trying to use wisdom because I know that there's not time every time somebody shakes our hand to tell them everything that's going on you know brother Jared just my life's a wreck my life I know I know we've got to use wisdom but you know what? Americans, no matter where you go, any place I've been so far, we, we're, we, we put on the facade. We put on the face. I don't want anybody to know what's going on in my life. But I know beyond the shadow of a doubt there's somebody here. I, I just feel compelled. Somebody here. Somebody here. That's not how it is when you're all alone in your bedroom. And you're crying yourself to sleep. And you're saying, oh God, I've got burdens. 
I've got hurts. I've got things in my life. Oh God, I need your help. I want to give you a word tonight. The Bible says, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. I'm telling you, God wants to lift that burden off of you and give you rest. God wants to take those heavy weights off of you and give you rest. If it's sinning, you can quit the sinning business tonight, and God can give you a brand new life. The Spirit and the Bride say, come, and let him that heareth say, come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. If you could imagine here this, this evening, there's a river that is flowing down here at this altar a river of life a river that we cannot see with the natural eye but it's a river that is flowing that is full of life there's a river that is flowing that if I can just get in that river if I can just drink from that water I'm telling you your life is going to turn upside down your life is going to be new oh I'm preaching to somebody you can have abundant life Let's lift our hands and praise Him right now. Hallelujah. Oh, these altars are open. Uh, they're going to sing. Uh, if you feel God talking to you, would you come right now? Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you. Jesus cares for you. Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you. Oh God. Oh God. Come on. Let's uh, let's come. Let's talk to Jesus. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Come on, let's seek the face of God, church. Uh, let's seek the face of God, church. Uh, let's seek the face of God, church. Uh, oh. Come on, why don't you tear down the facade tonight? Uh, why don't you forget about who's watching you? Uh, why don't you just let those tears flow? Uh, come on, now's not the time to be backwards. Uh, now's not the time uh, to settle back. Uh, why don't you push your way up here uh, and say, God, uh, I need you. Uh, God, uh, I need you you uh, lift your voice uh, cry out to God oh the river's flowing uh, the river's flowing uh, the river's flowing uh, the river's flowing uh, come on somebody uh, that's it uh, oh step into the river uh, oh yes uh, hallelujah that's it, saints. That's it, church. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, respond to God. Uh, let's create an atmosphere for somebody to get a breakthrough, somebody to get a renewing, uh, somebody uh, to experience that abundant life. Maybe you're here and you just say, you know what? Uh, the devil's been trying to intimidate me, uh, but I'm going to go on the offense tonight. Uh, I'm going to worship God with all my heart. Uh, I'm going to get a renewing uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, let's reach out. Can you lift your hands? Can you lift your hands? Uh, can you lift your voice? Uh, can you use your mouth? Uh, can you lift your... Come on, open your mouth and talk to Jesus. Open your mouth and talk to Jesus. That's it, young ladies. That's it, young men. That's it, young... That's it, young people. 